Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Final hour of Ben and Woods here on a Tuesday, and then uh, Woodsy will be back tomorrow. Sounds like uh, we're not going to get a Padres manager between now and then. Maybe maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. But uh, been looking forward to our next guest joining the program. I think I've set him up for success. Because anyone is going to sound good compared to what we just listened to oh the last God. few minutes. and Four minutes of chicken talk with Jim Armagh? Our next guest is uh, one of the best college football writers out there. He uh, works for The Athletic now. Insider Bruce Feldman is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Bruce, here's what we were listening to in our last segment. Jim Harbaugh yeah, speaking about chickens for like four minutes yesterday. Did we lose Bruce? Check, no, check. There you are. There you are. I got you, Bruce. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, guys. Great to be on with you. Yeah. I mean, that, that was some press conference yesterday by Jim Harbaugh, uh, discussing the, the court case on Friday, Judge Judy, his chickens, how Michigan is the, uh, the underdogs of America. It was something. Yeah. It's never boring with Jim Harbaugh. You know, I, you guys know it from his time down there. Yep. Um, he is one of a kind. And I have no idea how this is going to play out. I do know this. He has a really good team. It's a really experienced, tough team. And they're going to be a problem for people, whether he's on the sideline or not. No doubt about it. Well, uh, we're talking about Brady Hoke here. And I, I don't know what you're hearing. I mean, they're they're framing this as a retirement. I, I think that is simply a, a classy way to, to put this. Because in in our world, I feel like uh, he kind of had to be had to go, pushed out the door, Call it what you want, but uh, the Aztecs needed to make a change at head coach. Yeah, look, we had we had uh, the Aztecs in the Mountain West title game. I did a couple of years ago when when uh, San Diego State had to play their play their games up in what Dignity Health Carson, they yeah. call it now in Carson. Yeah, and I thought Brady did a good job getting it going there again. And you know, I think you know his blueprint was defense. He's a defensive guy and he's a line guy. And I think as people go forward i do think they're looking at it going hey you know we have a lot of recruits in our backyard you have a ton of quarterbacks around here you know i as i wrote yesterday for the athletic i think they're going to lean into that part of it and go hey let's find a, an offensive-minded guy and maybe we'll be a lot more opened up and go forward in a direction and you know respect to brady hoke how he ran the program he's got a lot of coaches genuinely respect and like 
Um, and so I think going forward, this is, you know, it's respect to him, but then I think it's really about, okay, what is San Diego state going to look like going forward? You got a brand new stadium. You got a really good recruiting base. It's one of the best group of five jobs out there. Uh, and I think they have some really good options. I think your, uh, your list is actually the, the definitive one that I've seen of potential candidates that I said, you know, JD Wicker should be like going through Bruce Feldman's list of potential future coaches this morning. There's one name that's not on it that, that I heard brought up a couple of times in town. I'm not, I'm not someone who would push for Cliff Kingsbury to be the next coach of the Aztecs, but people are talking about him. Do you have, you have any idea like what, his situation would be, I know he's a, an analyst at USC. He's still getting paid by the Cardinals. Is that something he'd be interested in, and why didn't you have him on your list? You know, my gut was that Cliff might go back to the NFL as a play caller. I don't know. How, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to speak for him on this because this could be wrong, but I wasn't sure, does he want to get, you know, stay in college with the way the college game is? Um, and go forward. Now, maybe, maybe he will be tempted by his time after being around USC. I don't know. I felt like he's a guy who could end up wherever, wherever, um, Caleb ends up, he might be a really good offensive coordinator for him. And I think if you're him, you know, to me that, that might be a, a more viable destination than going a little south of where he is. Um, in doing that, I felt like, you know, again, I haven't talked to him about this specifically, but I felt like this was, okay, let me catch my breath for a little while because life as an NFL head coach can be a real grind, especially as a first-time NFL head coach, and recharge my batteries. And then maybe he's, he's going to be tempted by the San Diego State job. I just, I just don't know that at this point, you know. And he went back to his alma mater, and he did some good things, but they had such a deep hole to come out of especially defensively there, um, that they gave him time and it, and it didn't work out. It doesn't mean he will never be a college coach again. I just felt like he's more likely to end up back in the NFL. Talking to the Athletics' Bruce Feldman on the Aztecs' coaching search to replace Brady Hoke. And even J.D. Wicker, I mean, he said they're, they're open to all candidates. Uh, it doesn't have to be an offensive guy, but even he – he knows that San Diego State needs a more compelling product on the field, being near the bottom of the NCAA in scoring, in in passing, and just about everything that brings fans to their feet is not good when you're trying to fill a new stadium and sell season tickets. So I, I think you were smart in putting a bunch of offensive names on your list, and the one right at the top, I don't know much about Ryan Grubb personally, but I have loved watching the Washington Huskies offense this season. He's their offensive coordinator. What could you tell me about him as a potential candidate at San Diego State? Uh, he is a Kalen DeBoer protege. He's been with them since they were at an NAI school in the Dakotas, and they were putting up, you know, winning you know championships, putting up big numbers. And then he spent the last the pre- five years before they got to Washington at Fresno State and did a really good job there. He followed Kalen DeBoer, you know, reconnected with him back up at Washington. And they have the most explosive offense in college football. And remember, this was a team that was pretty bad before they got there. You know, Jimmy Lake, they kind of bottomed out in his last year. And since then, they've been rolling. You know, he's good enough that Nick Saban wanted to hire him last winter as his offense coordinator, and Grubb turned it down to stay there in Seattle. Um, I think his next step is not to be somebody else's offense coordinator. It's to be his own head coach. And this is a good job. I mean, I think this could be a really good fit because 
if I was, a, there's a lot of quarterbacks, as you guys well know, who are from California, and some of them work out of their place, and some of them look to make a move. If I was a quarterback, I'd be like, oh, the guy who who turned Michael Penix Jr.'s career, you know, around and turned him into a Heisman candidate, and you know, they were putting up ridiculous numbers. Yeah, I want to go play in that offense. If I was a receiver, same thing. Look at the receivers they got. I, I you know, again, I don't know how he will interview in this. You know, and, and you know how that part of it get when if and when it gets to that point. But I just think on paper he makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I don't know if the name would sell tickets, but if they could just score like you know thirty points a game, people would be dumbfounded here in San Diego. We haven't seen anything like that in uh, a long time with the San Diego State Aztecs. If if they were looking for more of a name, someone who. You know, you recognize in the Mountain West who who's had success. I think the name that you you brought up in Brian Harson, uh, former Boise State and Auburn head coach, is an interesting candidate. Yeah, look, he was sixty nine and nineteen there. He's not old. He's in his mid forties. It was a terrible fit at Auburn, where most of the Auburn people did not want him. I would not uh, hold that against him. He is a good offensive coach. Um. You know, his, you know, now Boise State is also open up. Does he want to go back? I, I don't know, you know, how this is going to play out for, you know, for him in terms of what he would hope to do. But he's a, I think he's a good candidate. I mean, like we said, he's done well in the Mountain West before, and that program really started to fall apart, you know, after he left. So if I'm San Diego State, I'm at least going to kick the tires on Brian Harson and see what. You know, a lot of guys evolve in a good way after they get fired as a head coach, especially somebody like him who had success and went somewhere else. I'd be curious to see, like, what is Brian Harson 2.0 going to be like? I know a lot of ADs like to try to keep it in the family. Um, you know, J.D. Wicker hasn't really hired anyone from outside, even basketball, baseball, football. It's all just been kind of promotions. Feels like he has to go a different direction this time. You did bring up a couple of guys who are former coordinators at San Diego State in in Zach Arnett and Tony White. Of course, Arnett was just fired by Mississippi State. Problem is, is they're they're defensive guys. You'd you'd absolutely need a dynamic offensive coordinator to come in if you were going to try to sell another defensive coach here at SDSU. Yeah, I mean, and uh, like, look, Zach Arnett just just got fired, obviously this week. I think it's it, I think it's probably a tougher sell because. You know, he went in and really just overturned everything Mississippi State had offensively and really struggled. And so I think, you know, my guess is that might be a tougher sell. You know, there's guys around there, you know, from, you know, you have a guy like Brennan Carroll, Pete Carroll's son at Arizona, the offensive coordinator and line coach, has done a really good job, really good recruiter. I feel like there's a lot of guys there who are offensive-minded guys who have strong recruiting ties around there who I think may be more interesting at this point than, again, no no knock on Arnett or certainly on on um, Tony White because, you know, Tony White's been a really good BC wherever he's been, and he's probably, you know, both those guys I, I could see as somebody Lincoln Riley probably needs to look at for their DC hire. I'm just not sure if the timing now is, hey, we're, gonna, we're not, we got to go with an offensive guy. Bruce, is there a... I, I, with the with the Deion Sanders phenomenon, is there a 
Is there a potential flashy name, um, you know, like a program head who's going to bring in some attention and, I, you know, eyeballs like a Deion Sanders that, that you could think of out there that might be interested in a job is like San Diego State? Is yeah, that a good direction? Is that a good model to follow for schools, especially a school like San Diego State trying to get on the map? I mean, I don't think Colorado is necessarily uh, regretting their decision. No, I mean, they were horrible last year, and they went from, like, one win to four wins, which is a big improvement. They had people buzzing. The problem with it is, like, there, I don't know if there's anybody really like Deion Sanders because he's ultra-charismatic. He's obviously a legendary player, but it's not like there – there are obviously other great players, but are they going to be uh, wired the way that they want to manage and run a program every day? I mean, I think that's, like – you know, there's like a there's three things that are actually going on there. There's one, you have a legendary player. Okay, there's a handful of those out there. Two, you have a legendary player who happens to be ultra charismatic. There's almost nobody who's that double. And then the third thing is usually those guys do not want to grind on the you know on the level of college football the way it is now. So your pool goes from fairly small to begin with. And I'm not like I'm just using the name because I know he's a great player with San Diego State roots. Is you know Marshall Falk. But, you know, yes, he's on TV or you know, he's on TV, but then all of a sudden it's like, but are a lot of these guys going to want to do, you know, do all the stuff that goes with it? Like Ed Reed, who I know, you know, got to know pretty well from my days around Miami. Great player, very charismatic too. But, you know, was Ed going to, Ed took the FAMU job for a minute and that was, you know, there's a lot of guys who just don't want to grind away to be a head coach at that. So I think it's like a be careful thing. You know, like like ASU took Herm Edwards. It wasn't initially as big a disaster as a lot of us thought it was going to be. But a lot of the other stuff that went around it, you know, ended up getting them in a lot of trouble. You know, so I think you got to be really careful if you're just trying to for a flashy hire. Um, you know, I, I think if you're, if you're San Diego State, go hire a guy, you know, like you're – your local footprint is your fly. You know, you're in San Diego. That's the flash you need. Like you don't need to to do anything other than showcase what you have and then work at it. Now, Paulie brought up Richard Sherman earlier. It was the only kind of that even made any sense. But again, you don't want someone who's half in and half out and half on the celebrity golf circuit and you know half coaching your team. Before you go, Bruce, let me ask you one more question. More of an existential. San Diego State football question because I was I was worried about this when they started building Snapdragon Stadium. I said many times, if you're going to build this stadium, great, but it only works if you move up into a Power Five conference and become one of the halves of college football. If you're doomed to the Group of Five and the Mountain West, this is going to be a massive failure. And they were on the cusp; they were within a 24 hours of going to the Pac-12 and, and making this all look like the most genius play in history, and then it all fell apart. And now I don't, I don't even know if there's a path at the moment to move up. Is there an existential threat right now to San Diego State football because that gulf is just growing wider, and right now they're on the wrong side of it in college football? Yeah, I think all you can hope right now is that you do have you are, you are set up for some success. You have a really good stadium. You have a lot of things that you can lure a good coach from, too. Then go win. Go build your program up and see what happens. You know, I think you have a good TV market. There's a lot to sell. You have a really, really good basketball program. So, you know, I would – I think there's still going to be more change. So now go find a really good football coach and start getting – start winning a lot.
and then see what happens. Big hire for J.D. Wicker. Great stuff from Bruce Feldman. Uh, Bruce, really appreciate it. Uh, please, everyone, give him a follow in The Athletic. Uh, great stuff, as always. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right, Bruce Feldman, good stuff there on the San Diego State coaching search. And, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that winning wouldn't cure. If San Diego State had a winning football program, you know, if they could crack into a, a New Year's Bowl game slash, you know, a college playoff situation in the next three or four years to go with their basketball program, there's not a conference in America that wouldn't be interested in the Aztecs, you know, out, outside of the SEC or the Big Ten. But all the other ones would be, yeah, I mean, there's value there in the market and the stadium. But if the football program is at the bottom of the Mountain West, it's a tough sell. Yeah. It's a tough sell, and and it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder if you don't do it now. Like you'd be better served without a football program. I mean, and just being a basketball school and then selling promotion that. Yeah, way. I mean, you already have enough trouble getting you know booster money for NIL and stuff at the moment. No one's going to want to give money to a a three win football team if they don't believe in the head coach. So this is an absolute biggest moment of JD Wicker's now. Tenure as athletic director is this higher for his football program right now. He's made so many good moves over the years that it all comes down to this. He's got to get this one right. It's like A.J. Preller, four manager hires ago. He's got to get this one right. All right, it is uh, it is time to announce today's biggest fan. Each morning at 9.15, we call out a different name. And if you hear your name, you've got 10 minutes to call us back to register for our grand prize 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in the Odyssey Suite to watch with your friends and all the fans' hosts. If you want to have a chance to have your name called, you register at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan. But today's biggest fan, or at least this morning's biggest fan, is Mark Kuz. K-U-Z. Mark Kuz. Could be Cuz. Hey, Cuz. How's it going? Could be Kuz. I'm not sure exactly how he pronounces it, but however you pronounce it, Mark could be heel. Uh, Mark, give us a call at 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. Yeah, you get 10 minutes uh, to get back to us and get your name into the grand prize drawing for the sweet night at Petco Park next season. Good luck, and then tune in at 1130 this morning to the coach John Cantera for the next name on the list that will be called in our biggest fan. All right, uh, continue to talk about the um, the little news that dropped about the Padres' managerial search this morning. Benji Heal looked like he was rising. Now he's falling again. I mean, just changing just every like five head minutes. Snapping. <laughs> it's head snapping here on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be back after traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. can't take all this uh, social media drama now involving the Padres managerial search. Welcome what, back. What is happening? Ben Higgins, Paul Rindle. Uh Thanks again to Bruce Feldman from The Athletic. Talked a little uh, college football Brady Hoke replacement search uh, in our last segment. No call yet from he's got like two minutes left in our biggest fan contest as well. It's good news for anyone who's already in and doesn't want Mark, two more minutes. people in on our biggest fan contest. So we uh, reported, and I use that term very loosely, last hour about uh, Benji Heel's Instagram feed that contained a, a repost of a picture of Benji at a golf course, Pelican Hill, up in Newport Beach. But the interesting part of it was the, the tag. Um, Hashtag LFGSD. Super, superimposed on the picture, yeah. Hashtag LFGSD, brown heart, yellow heart, baseball emoji. Clear as day. That's a San Diego Padres hashtag Reference colors some baseball, some sort of excitement having to do with the San Diego Padres on that post. Then about a few minutes after that, Kevin Acey dropped a piece in the UT in which he said Benji Heel is no longer believed to be a candidate for the Padres managerial job. And I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we just saw him post this morning LFGSD Padres colors baseball emoji. That doesn't seem like the actions of someone who was just eliminated from managerial contention for the San Diego Padres Correct. or knows he's out of the running. What's going on here? Act three of the social media drama comes <laughs> this is just all moments within the ago. last like hour and a half. <laughs> when you check now back on Benji Heel's Instagram feed, what do you find, Paulie? Nothing. The story has been deleted. <laughs> And that doesn't happen automatically, right? You have to you uh, have to go in and actually physically do you that yourself. Set, you can set a timer for it, I believe. Um, I don't think he set the timer for an hour. It's standard for 24 hours. Your story remains okay. up there. So off the story feed. So <laughs> what are the possible... I hate that we're even speculating again on social media. But what, what are the possible explanations for this? Uh, he read, he, he has subscribed to the Union Tribune and he read Kevin AC's latest this morning. That he's no longer in the running. Well, I mean, <laughs> if he hasn't been told, I'd like to think that AJ Preller may be a different dude, but if you truly are out of the running, that I'd hopefully he lets people know, like, hey, really appreciate your interest, but we've gone in a different direction. If he had heard from AJ Preller, I mean, I guess it's possible he heard from him in the last 20 minutes, but. I mean, it's unlikely that anything changed officially with the Padres in the last 20 minutes. Maybe he read something in the UT. 
Maybe he heard us talking about it or was alerted. <laughs> hey, you know, they're talking about your Instagram on the radio down in San Diego. Is that really what you want? And I could see him going, no, that's not what I want that's at all. Probably not and good. Maybe getting rid of that just to try to. And now, of course, we're talking about him getting rid of it. <laughs> Benji Heel is in the torture chamber right now. Benji, so sorry if we've made your Benji, life more difficult doing, I'm this doing morning. this out of love, man. I want you to get the job. Uh, so apologize if we've made your life more difficult this morning. We're just on pins and needles. Waiting to hear who's going to be the next manager of the Padres. We've got nothing else. That's all we had to run with. I hope it's not our fault. It's the, it's our job. Just like yeah, everyone, you have a job out there. Our job is to take the tiniest little morsels of potential information and blow them up into you know perhaps clues about who the next Padres manager is going to be. So I apologize and just doing my job here. If you'd like to pay me massive amounts of money to do something else, I will consider that if you don't want me doing what I'm doing right now. Because honestly, I don't even like what I'm doing right now myself. But <laughs> AJ Preller, you've given us little other choice. We talk about the Padres here on this station. We're the flagship. We're the home of Padres fans in San Diego. We're waiting for a manager to be hired. And you're giving us nothing. Squat. Zippo. So we have to take the tiniest little things and turn them into segments right now. And honestly, that is that was something. Yeah, I, I don't think you take social media posts, at least like that, and, and completely run with it as fact. But that is... It's not a fact. It's a, a post. Right. It, it was a real post. That is a form of you know investigating it's in public, 2023 it's social media. public communication involving someone who is in the news as a potential candidate for a major job that's going to pay, you know, probably seven figures. That's that's news. You post if, something if that Juan is news. Soto unfollowed every Padres that is, teammate that is news on in Instagram, 2023. That is news. Like that is something you can at least discuss and look into. We we all have, you know, most of us at least have social media feeds and we know what it means when we unfollow someone. And we ascribe similar meaning when someone else unfollows someone. At the very least, you are no longer interested in what they have to say. At the very most, you are bitterly feuding with that person. That's what it means when you unfollow. When you unpost something, when you delete it, when you take it off, it means you don't want it to have the attention that it was getting <laughs> a few minutes ago. Pretty simple. I mean, you know, it's not any different for a celebrity uh, or for an athlete, as it is for the rest of us. Even if your social circle is small, if you unfollow someone, it still can create drama because we all know what that means. Yeah, I have no idea why he deleted it. I have no idea what's going on, and I have no idea how this is going to play out. But we'll find out. Maybe this week, maybe next week, maybe next month. I have no idea. I probably, like your idea. Probably at ten oh one today. The Christmas and holiday extravaganza is AJ, really. If where you're the listening, Padres... you're more than welcome to come by. There's going to be uh, breakfast, a lot of fun planned for the Christmas and holiday extravaganza. We don't talk sports, but we'll make you know we'll set aside a few minutes. You come on and announce the new Padres manager. Can you yes. imagine if it took another month? Maybe we can bring out the gimp mask for AJ, and he can do some taste tests, some uh, Olive Garden taste tests. Yes, for AJ Preller this year. All right, we've got one segment left here on Ben and Woods. It is the Rindle Report, which will uh, get us some headlines to wrap things up. And then uh, Woodsy can come back tomorrow morning and help us talk about more. If nothing, or maybe a Padres managerial hire, uh, we'll find out then. It's uh, Ben and Paul on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. The Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast brings you the latest news and player insights to help you win and avoid any embarrassing league punishments, in-depth analysis, start-sit questions, and everything you need for your fantasy team. Download Upper Hand Fantasy on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I had one of our promotions guys, I don't know what his official title is, Phil, came by yesterday and said, we need to shoot new promo and IDs with you, Ben. When can we work that into your schedule? And he goes, I want to do it. I want to do it out in the field, like out at Petco Park. And I said, Well, usually Sundays and Mondays are bad. I work Sunday to Thursday. So, like Tuesdays to Thursdays, you know, kind of in the early afternoon on my way in, maybe like around 2 30 or 3. He goes, Perfect. Can we do it tomorrow? I said, Okay. So I have to go to Petco Park this afternoon, dress up, you know my jacket, my sh- my button-down right. shirt, and apparently take some pictures and some video shots of me doing, I, I don't even know what, for some Channel 10 promotion. Um, so if you see me out at Petco Park, they wanted to do it at the park of the park, and I go, you realize it's completely torn up and under construction <laughs> yeah, right now. Right. That would be a bad idea. He goes, oh, no, thank you for letting me know. I said, how about we do it maybe out in front on the other side? Or He said, perfect, we'll meet you, we'll meet you down there. So if you see me downtown, wave hi. I don't know what I'm doing either down there if I'm on camera, but apparently we're going to do some shooting this afternoon. So that's what I've got on my day, Paulie. What do you have planned for the rest of your Tuesday? Uh, what do I have? I'll tell you what I got planned. I got to go. I need um, some new luggage. I am getting on an airplane on Friday morning after going the to show. Denver. Going to Denver. And been needing some new luggage, and this is the next trip, so good time to go get you, it. You have a dilemma. My dilemma is I, I think luggage might go onto the Mount Rushmore of things that are ridiculously expensive that probably shouldn't be. I mean, we're talking like hundreds of dollars for good luggage. I mean, why? Why is thousands that the case? possibly? Well, if you're yeah, really if you getting want, into like, the high end designer the, brand luggage, the, uh, Louis Vuitton. If you want to go the real good stuff, I, I don't feel good about getting like the fifty dollar Amazon Basics, like Amazon brand luggage. I don't think that would. Costco last. usually has some decent luggage. Maybe I'll go to Costco for uh, not too high of a price point. I mean, you nowadays you want the roller bag with the extendable handle, 
So you just roll right. it behind you. Mm-hmm. I love those like business travelers who just have everything the right place for everything in their bag. Zip it up, roll it right through security. They get their TSA pre-check. I mean, it like takes them four minutes to get from right. you know the entrance of the airport to their gate. They've got it down. I'm not quite that. I don't travel enough to have it down as perfectly as that. Here's your dilemma, though. It's not necessarily the cost or where you're going. You're going to Denver this weekend. Denver's a ship. You mm-hmm. need enough for a couple of nights. You're going to Singapore, though. When is that? Ah, we're still planning it out. Still planning. At some point. You're going to need bigger luggage. Oh, yeah. For that. Do you want to find something that works for both, or are you going to have to buy luggage twice? Once for Denver now, and then I'm gonna get, like, once the, for Singapore. I'm getting a bigger bag, not just the carry-on size you, luggage. I want to get the bigger. But if you're flying southwest, you want to make sure it's you know small enough that you can carry it on because you don't want to have to pay the extra well southwest you don't have to pay the extra baggage fees but other airlines you want to make sure you have to i don't mind paying for checked luggage i mean it's i just incorporate it into the cost of the trip you don't mind paying for checked luggage everybody minds paying for of course i'd rather not but i'm not going to pack less just to save fifty dollars and then wear the same T-shirt three days, you know, out of my trip. Like, See, now that just is you're just a bad packer. If you have only three T-shirts, if you can only fit three T-shirts in a small in a carry-on bag, you can do better than that. There's enough room in a carry-on bag for a good week trip if you're a good packer, yeah, and you don't have to pay jackets. The and... carry-on, you don't have to pay the checked luggage. <laughs> Plus, then you don't have to wait at the baggage claim at the end. The only reason you should ever wait at a baggage claim. It's because you had something like golf clubs or something, right. and you have no way around it. And then, oh, well, might as well because I'm going to the baggage claim anyway. But no, save on the cost. Southwest, I still check my bags. Now, if you're flying one of those discount Spirit Frontiers, they charge you for the carry-ons anyway. It doesn't really matter right. at that point. Now, it's just a matter of time and worrying about losing the luggage. But I usually like to have it with me. I don't mind sticking it up in the overhead bin. You know, what's the worst that happens? The bins are full, and then they say... We'll check that for you for free, sir, because our bins are full. Fine. Then I'll wait at the end at the, at uh, the carry-on. See, I, I like walking onto the plane with nothing. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Maybe oh. a backpack. I don't mind. I don't mind carrying it on. All right. Uh, let's uh, check traffic one last time, and then we'll get some uh, headlines in the Rindle Report. Polly says he actually has a couple of don't-do-this updates already for yeah, us. Yeah. Lots happened in the last two hours. And get things started here with our... Edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tune into the muff. Greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a yeah? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Ben, uh, and don't do this. We talked about Monday Night Football last night. And the don't do this was, well, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, just complete choke job in the fourth quarter. 12 men on the field after Denver missed the kick. The game-winning kick, they get a second chance at it, and they go on to win the game. The update is the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and uh, they moved quarterbacks coach Joe Brady to be the uh, interim replacement for him. So the Bills not happy with how their offense has looked. Josh Allen has had a very weird year 
from what I've seen as somebody that doesn't watch the Bills but watches Red Zone at least on Sundays, you never know what Josh Allen you're going to get and what the Bills offense is going to look like, and they've decided to go in another direction. It's weird with Josh Allen because we, as, as sports fans, we're usually kind of skeptical for a while. Like, is he the real deal or is he not? flash in the pan or other teams going to start figuring him out but with Josh Allen I felt like we had gotten past that point All right, Josh Allen is a legitimate quarterbacking star in the NFL hadn't you reached that conclusion as well yeah and now he's mid again he's yeah. like he's maybe problematic jumped, he makes too many to the conclusion too quickly that maybe he's I don't in know the upper echelon he's, he's made he makes too many bad decisions turns the ball over too often still got a big arm but Clearly, something is is not what we expected from Josh Allen. And even more intriguing, you know, his main target, Stephon Diggs, I think he only caught, like, three passes yesterday. Um, his brother. Speaking of probably, social media posts. Yeah, probably something <laughs> that should have been deleted or not even posted to begin with. But um, his brother, was it tw- a, tweet, a Twitter or was it an Instagram post? I'm not even sure where it came from. I think it was Instagram. But he said, uh, he just after the game, he said 14, which is Stephon, Got to get up out there. Like, things are not going well in Buffalo, and it's time to pack up and Doesn't head to another like team. that like every year with Stefan Diggs in Buffalo? He's always reportedly not happy. Maybe, but maybe he shouldn't be happy with the way things are going right yeah. now. And I don't know if it's McDermott or Allen or both, but, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a bad loss for the Bills yesterday. Now, they're still 5-5. Five and five. The Broncos are 4-5. and five. That means they're tied with the Chargers for last place in the AFC West. <laughs> There's no way the Chargers shouldn't be way better than the Broncos. I mean, they just are, yet they don't they don't have a better record. That's called can't close. That's called not maximizing your your talent there on the field. All right. You also had a don't do this story, Ben, about uh, John Carlos Stanton and comments made More by about Brian Cashman, Yankees but yeah. general manager Brian Cashman. We played audio from last week at the GM meetings in Scottsdale where uh, Cashman was saying, look, I mean, you want to talk about analytics? We have the smallest analytics department in all of baseball. And it was very weird. And then he said something he said uh, about John Carlos Stanton. Brian Cashman said he's going to wind up getting hurt again more likely than not because it seems to be part of his game. And we were talking about that a couple hours ago. Like, geez, if you're John Carlos Stanton, like, that's not what you want to hear from your general manager. Well, John Carlos Stanton's agent has heard that quote as well from Cashman. Uh, Ken Rosenthal had this here. He said, this is. Um, Joel Wolf, Giancarlo Stanton's agent. I read the context. That's a great agent name. Joel Wolf. Joel Wolf. With an E on the end it's of still, Wolf. Still a great agent name. So Stanton's agent, after those comments, he says, I read the context of the entire interview. I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you can never let your guard down, even in the offseason. Is that a shot at, at Cashman, or is that just playing in the New York media market? I don't, I don't totally both. get it. But, I mean, you never want to be known as the team that you have to be extra tough to play on because they're going to be taking shots at you right. during the offseason. That's not... But God forbid you get hurt in it, baseball. It's hard enough to be a professional baseball player as it is. To, I mean, you want to at least have the support of, you know, your own front office and, you know, your own coaching staff. You get... 
the media, the fans will sometimes be hostile. The other 29 teams are certainly out to get you. But you don't want to think your own GM is out to get you as well. Now, Giancarlo Stanton is absolutely injury-prone and has not been at all reliable for the New York Yankees and is massively overpaid because of that lack of reliability. I don't think even he can deny that, but you don't need to hear it from your own general manager. Right. Absolutely. We keep those things behind closed doors and like, hey, Giancarlo, we need to figure out a way to keep you healthier and keep you on the field more because you're killing us, man. But you say that, you know, in a meeting with the agent, not, you know, in the media. Cashman has lost his mind. He kind of has <laughs> lost his mind a little going bit. crazy. All right. And finally, um, you know, one thing we all agree on on this show, you, me, and Woods, we don't actually have a ton of things that we all enjoy and we all like. There's a few bands and movies out there, and one of those movies that we all love is Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Big Shawshank Story fan. of Andy Dufresne escaping from prison. Well, I got a story about a guy who was uh, getting out of prison, and he took a different route. He did not uh, dig a hole through the wall and crawl through you know, miles of uh, doo-doo. So this man, and this story has so many layers to it. Um, he is serving 30 years was his sentence. He was convicted last year for the murder of his girlfriend back in 2017. She probably deserves to be in prison. Then. They were on vacation and um, he stabbed her many, 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 many times because she reprimanded him for leaving too many crumbs on the hotel bed. So this guy lost it. He's he's does not deserve to be you know he deserves to be behind bars well he deserves to be behind bars for leaving crumbs in the hotel bed just yeah, and for, for to begin with his girlfriend maybe times. not 30 years for that but already she's like <laughs> obviously you're gonna get mad if if I, you left crumbs in the bed wouldn't you expect megan to get mad at you right? i wouldn't expect her to stab me no no no, no. she didn't stab you you, you would stab oh, her. Yeah, for I, yeah that's not, that would not be a proper response by no. me. No. <laughs> the only response is, yeah, that was stupid of me to eat in the bed and leave I'm a bunch sorry. of crumbs. I'm very sorry. No. Not, you're mad at me? I'm going to stab you he all a bunch of times. Served, uh, yeah, sentenced to 30 years behind bars, and he's being released. He's 35 years old, and he's being released for uh, health concerns. And the first reason uh, of those health health concerns is that He's overweight. When he entered prison, he was uh, about 250 pounds. He now weighs over 430 pounds. And they have removed him from prison, and he is going to serve his entire sentence on house arrest at his parents' home in Italy. Trying to get the lights back on. He ate so much in prison and gained so much possible? weight I mean, that they have moved him out have of DoorDash in prison now. How <laughs> do you eat that much? I don't know. It's not like it's not like the buffet, right? Where you just keep going back up for more. And oh my god, these scrambled eggs are delicious. I'm going to have 17 portions of. It. I from what I've seen, and again, my only prison experience is the movies. Well, Woods can kind of let us know a little bit more about prison dining or jailhouse <laughs> dining tomorrow. It says here the incarceration makes it impossible for him to follow a weight loss diet. Don't you get a tray? You get a tray of food. You don't really get to choose what's on it, right? They just hand you the food and then you eat it. They can How could they possibly give you so much food that you would gain almost 200 pounds? I have in no prison? idea. He's also a chain smoker. I mean, the guy is just like killing himself. 
And uh, yeah, went from 250 pounds to over 430, almost 200 pounds gained in prison. He so has now to use he a gets wheelchair, to live in some Italian villa, uh, and for now, the rest of his sentence, that's wherever great. his parents live, he's going to be uh, serving house arrest there with them. Someone's got a good lawyer, that's for sure. All right, here's what you do. You need to gain as much weight as possible. I'll get you out on the technicality, get you to Italy. You can live, uh, you know, just lay by the pool all day, and, and that's it. That's ridiculous. That's not punishment. I, I mean, I was reading to a That's story, the dream like, life. I was like, oh. Go retire in Italy for the rest of your life. Yeah, you yeah. can't leave the house, but whatever. How does Italy feel about this? If I'm Italy, I'm going, I don't want your stabbing, murderous convicts coming to my country, even if they are on house arrest. This makes no sense. I'm <laughs> I'm calling fake story on the Rondo Report today. I'm telling you. None of it makes sense. You can't gain that much weight. I get it. You can... I people lose muscle tone. I mean, there's, you know, there's the work, the people who work out in prison. Again, it's mostly television and movies that I'm basing this on. But you either work out or you just sit around all day and you eat and do nothing and you lose all your muscle tone and you do gain weight. But how do you gain 200 pounds in prison? Don't the wardens at some point say, hey, we're, we're cutting you <laughs> no off, <more>. man. <laughs> Settle down, guy. We're, we're cutting you off. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just telling the, you what the story is. There was only one overweight prisoner in Shawshank Redemption, and he didn't make it through the first night, sadly, <laughs> thanks to... He wouldn't shut up. Yeah, well, I mean, stop crying, man. He didn't belong there. He wanted his mama. What was the bad... Uh, the the guard's name? Captain, of the Cla- uh, Captain Hadley? Yeah. Hadley, yeah. Hadley. <laughs> he was nasty dude. <clears throat> they say he cried when they took him away. I wasn't there to see it, but well, just like when uh, even when Woods is here, it doesn't matter if he's here or not. We still get to about nine fifty, and then we go. Oh, what do we do for the last couple of minutes? Oh, it's only like two minutes and fifteen seconds. I have full faith in what you, Padre. Pauly, what Padres player do you want to trade in being able in to figure out what we're going to do? Two minutes before Woods comes back and uh, chastises you. I got a nice message. I won't say from who on DM about my Corbin Burns Juan Soto three way trade idea. Uh, he even said should get Woodruff as well. I mean, just go full pitching next year. <laughs> get both of those guys. If the Padres truly are so desperate for payroll relief that they're thinking of trading or non-tendering Scott Barlow to save that $6 million as well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how to analyze this offseason. If, if it's that desperate that you can't afford a few million to, to beef up your bullpen. Yeah. Say goodbye to uh, a guy who you could potentially Waka, trade if Lugo, things aren't going well at the, at the trade deadline, then... Then I'm not even sure what we're going on here. But I mean, we've been told 200. You can put it together a good team for 200 million. I would think that should be a possibility. But is that? I mean, how desperate are they? Is there any flexibility at all? I mean, what's the deadline on all of this? That remains to really be seen. AJ didn't give us a ton of information when he did his couple of zooms. He it just would be said, nice if we uh, had a manager hiring and then maybe a press conference that A.J. Preller was at, and maybe he could be asked some of these questions. He's not going to answer any of them. Oh, we're still working out our you know, final payroll numbers. Now that we got the manager in place, we can take the next step forward on <laughs> figuring out where we are with the payroll and what we're going to do with it. He's not going to answer any of those questions. It's just not ever going to happen with that guy. You know that that's how it works. So, all right, we have made it through a couple of days. I thought you did a really good job, Paulie. 
as co-host, along as thank you, along with being the imaging director and the executive producer you of this did a show. Pretty good job wearing all the hats. In fact, you are the only one wearing a hat today. So all the hats also for Paul Randall. Uh, I'm Ben Higgins. Woodsy will return tomorrow. Coach Braden's back from his uh, TCU jaunt over the weekend as well. It's all coming up next here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.